because it was so fast uh, that it caused lots of change. And it's not so much change in the profession itself, but cultural change. From the Texas Veterinary Medical Association in Austin, Texas, this is Veterinary Vitals, a show that features open and honest conversations with veterinary professionals. I'm your host, Dina Goldstein, Media Coordinator for TVMA. You heard from these two female veterinarians in previous episodes. Their names are Dr. Lori Teller and Dr. Nancy Turner. Dr. Teller was a past TVMA president and is currently a faculty member at Texas A&M University College of Veterinary Medicine. Dr. Nancy Turner is a small animal relief veterinarian who works for ReadyVet. In this brief episode, they talk about the gender shift in veterinary medicine and the cultural challenges that came with it. They examine those hurdles and what we can do about it. But first, if you're wondering how these two female leaders became friends, here's their backstory. First, here's Dr. Turner. As a student, I met Lori as she was moving off the board of directors onto the executive committee. And uh, we just kind of hit it off. She became a great mentor and kind of, to me, kind of a real role model of how to do things well. And uh, looks can be deceiving. Well, I mean, she did it well. I mean, she was assertive and thoughtful and kind um, and not... She never was dismissive of anyone's opinion and voice, and it was just a really good first introduction on how your how leadership should probably go. Mm. In my opinion, there you go. So I, I love the students anyway. I always have, which of course explains one of the reasons why I'm now teaching. Uh, but I always love the student reps to TVMA because they're so engaged. And then you meet one like Nancy, who's got mm-hmm. an extra spark and an extra energy yeah. and really wants to get things done. And you, you could just feel that when you were around her and her energy and her positivity for the profession. And we just clicked immediately. And um, so probably what started out as a mentor-mentee relationship grew into a, a real friendship. And that's why I wanted both of you on the show, because I noticed you guys have a friendship chemistry, and that's always fun to capture. Um, and Dr. Turner, I wanted to know about your um, involvement in becoming a leader in TVMA. My first employer was a past P- TVMA president, uh, Dr. Lloyd Fiedler. Uh, he was my vet- our family veterinarian when I was growing up, and I got into vet school, and we had a conversation about, should I get involved with AVMA or should I get involved with TVMA? And he said something that everyone says that now, especially, has very hit home to me a lot, is that all politics are local. And so he advised me, and I think it was a good suggestion, to start with TVMA and uh, that it would be probably more beneficial to me as a student and then immediately after graduation to do that. And he was absolutely right. Um, I started as the student rep and came to my first first board meeting in 2003, because I started vet school in 2003, so maybe it was 2004, and then have just stuck around ever since. They have not- Keep trying to get rid of her, and she just won't go away. Um, I graduated from vet school, and a spot on the board of directors opened up um, in my area, which at the time was Dallas, 
And I just put my name in, mm -hmm. not really knowing what the process was or anything, and I actually got elected unopposed. I don't know if that's really an election. <laughs> I was seated because I was unopposed. And um, then from the board, uh, moved on to the executive committee, which I'm currently serving on. Dr. Turner recently stepped down from her leadership post to tend to other priorities. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the gender shift in veterinary medicine um, from a very much male-dominated one to female. And it sounds like we still don't really know why that has happened. So let's talk about what it's like being a woman in veterinary medicine. Can you both tell me what challenges you have faced? And Dr. Teller, you can go first. Sure. Uh, so first, I, I want to say that I think it's amazing to be a woman in veterinary medicine. Uh, I think there are a tremendous number of opportunities, and that's probably true for men and women in this profession. Uh, the gender shift was very rapid, probably more rapid for us than it was in any of the other profession, healthcare professions. So that, of course, comes with its own unique set of challenges. To give you an idea of how rapid the gender shift was, Here's some information from the American Association of Veterinary Medical Colleges. In 1980, 64% of students enrolling in veterinary colleges were men. Just six years later, in 1986, it was 50-50 male-female. And just seven years later, in 1993, student enrollment became 64% female. So that rapid gender shift occurred within a matter of just 13 years from 1980 to 1993. And now, the number of men represented in veterinary colleges has steadily declined since 1993, when it was 36% male. As of 2020, men make up only 18% of students enrolling in colleges of veterinary medicine. Because it was so fast that it caused lots of change, and it's not so much change in the profession itself, but cultural change, and how we approach people, communication styles, uh, leadership styles, uh, even training our clients who think that if a woman comes into the room, it must be the veterinary assistant or the veterinary technician and not the doctor. Um, so that certainly when I started uh, practicing in the early 90s, uh, that was truly the case many times, especially because you're still young when you graduate overall. Uh, it's probably not quite an issue now, but I think it still happens on occasion, especially with our younger graduates. Uh, so some of it's just education and communication, and that's a lot for people to have to adapt to, uh, especially for men, I think, who, and even probably some women who were later in their careers Already, when the gender shift happened, there were some amazing women that preceded both me and Nancy uh, who really broke down some barriers. And then we kept coming and kept needing to break down some more barriers. And we're seeing lots and lots of shifts. I think the biggest thing uh, is learning to be direct in your communications uh, and not assume that anyone can read your mind. Mm -hmm. And just let people know what you need in a very polite and considerate and thoughtful way. You don't have to be demanding, uh, but we do need to let people know what we need and what we want and what that should look like. And that just reminds me that there's this misperception that women can come off as bossy mm -hmm. when instead they're actually just assertive. Have Correct. either of you experienced that? 
All the time. All the time. <laughs> Absol- I mean, absolutely. I, uh, I once had, you know, somebody tell me I was charming, but you could tell by his tone and his voice uh-huh. that that was not what he meant. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it was the, you're really charming. And you're like, oh, that's really not what you mean. I think the other thing that we still struggle with as a profession is really... Um, we had this conversation today with some of our Power of Ten group. At TVMA, maybe we haven't integrated the whole family aspect of it with the f- female practitioner in mind. Mm-hmm. We don't have you know daycare set up at, at conferences, and it's hard to bring mm-hmm. small children and Is there a pumping or a breastfeeding room at conferences? We mentioned in a previous episode titled Female Leadership in Veterinary Medicine that TVMA became aware of this need and started offering a room for new mothers at our conferences beginning in 2015. Those are the other things that are still being talked about and discussed and how to implement and make it effective and it's that's stuff that guys didn't really have to think about. Mm-hmm. When they're going to a conference, they get to go to, they go to they a conference. They just go. They just go. Yeah. They pack their suitcases. They go. Right. And <laughs> we're like, do I br- bring my breast pump or do I just stop <laughs> breastfeeding now? And I'm like, what? And where do it's I really, store it? If I'm and where hungry. do I store it if I want to do that? And I it's mean, it's a big question traveling when you're. It, yeah. And so, I mean, that's just the kind of stuff that you have to right. think about. So, while women have become the predominant gender in veterinary medicine, we're still not, we're, we're nowhere near uh, even having a majority in leadership positions. Only one third of the TVMA board of directors is made up of women. TVMA did reach a milestone this year. For the first time, the executive committee has more women than men. This was 27 years in the making. And I think any organization does best with a, a good balance between men and women in other races and other religions where you get a diversity of opinions, uh, we're not there yet. That was Drs. Lori Teller and Nancy Turner discussing the rapid gender shift in the profession and its accompanied cultural challenges, such as minimal child care at veterinary conferences for primary caretakers, which are often women and clients asking female veterinarians if they are the doctors. Another hurdle is the lack of female representation in leadership. There are several reasons for this, and Drs. Teller and Turner explore this on the ninth episode of the podcast, which is titled Female Leadership in Veterinary Medicine. Now, I know this was a short episode, but this won't be the last time you'll hear from Drs. Teller and Turner. They'll appear again in a couple months. On the next episode of Veterinary Vitals, we explore one of the challenges of being a veterinarian in a rural area. There's a shortage of them. As a business owner in a a rural area, I'm going, dang it, you know, I need another veterinarian. And right now, they're not easy to come by. That was Dr. Joe Hillhouse. He is accompanied on the episode by his wife of 36 years, Dr. Carol Hillhouse. They own two clinics in the Panhandle, Carson County Veterinary Clinic and High Plains Animal Hospital. Last year, all four of their associates left, and for months, Dr. Joe and Carol Hillhouse struggled to recruit new colleagues to join their clinics. 
This situation is not unique to rural practitioners. There's definitely a shortage. And doctors Hillhouse and Hillhouse explain why that is, its impact on them personally, and what we can do to address this trend. For now, please rate the show and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for tuning in to Veterinary Vitals. I'm your host, Dina Goldstein from TVMA.